This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can show your support on patreon.com slash toadsanime and get four early episodes a month for just a few bucks. Plus it helps Ryan buy Digimon toys. Alternatively, spend it on something more important. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toad on Games podcast. The only podcast in the entire world that has toads and games in the same podcast. Now, please don't go and look for confirmation on that, because it simply isn't true. But I'm going to say it anyway. With me today, I have She Says. Do you want to say hello? Hey, hey everybody. How's it going? Uh, they can't respond, which is the worst bit about a podcast. Isn't I thought it? they were being really I'm... rude for a second there. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's the little ones. It's the, it's the little podcast. It's not... um, <laughs> I always start off a podcast with telling the guest to say hello and then that's just like an awkward thing to do isn't it just say hello and they go hi <laughs> i don't know why i do that i don't know why i do that um <laughs> do you want to perhaps tell everyone um, a bit about who you are and what you do and all that lovely stuff sure uh i am she says the host of the show boundary break that you can find on youtube it's a show where we basically take the camera anywhere we want to try to find secrets and new discoveries to some of our favorite games that's my little shtick <laughs> <laughs> You must be so used to saying that line. It took me a long time to get it down, but once I did, yeah, it's like it's it's burned into my brain at this point. <laughs> but it's a perfect summary, so I mean, why not? It's a perfect summary of what what the show is. You know, I actually get a lot of criticism about the uh, what is it the oh. the grammar of it, honestly. But I, I'm like, uh, well, I can't change it now. Everybody loves it, so yeah, it's too late. It's been like it's been like my online handle is Toads Anime, like Toads Anime, but there's no apostrophe. It's just one big... I don't capitalize the A. It's a mess. Oh, you couldn't but change it now. Yeah, it's, no too, it's too late now. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good to have you on. Um, for those that, that perhaps are... Because I have a lot of newer listeners in, in, in the recent, since I've turned this into a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that may not know, about three years ago, maybe four years ago, you were on this before. Um that's right. And it really doesn't seem like that long ago, man, that I was last speaking to you. Well, when I that listened to it, it felt like it was that long ago because I was so timid and like <laughs> afraid to even be there. So I was like, oh, man, that's we got to do this again. I mean, like, you're such a nice guy. Um, I always see you on Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, you know what? Like, I feel like we need to do this proper now. So I wanted to come back and give you a much better podcast uh, recording, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> to have your <laughs> listeners have um and i'm excited yeah me too i I can't wait till we do it it'll be good oh oh my god it's it's here we're doing it i can't wait like a fresh package Um, (laughs) it's a fresh package yeah it's 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 really good to talk with you again and obviously so much has changed uh i can't remember whether it's three or four years but so much has changed um in the world and for your channel oh yeah that's right um (laughs) post-apocalypse yeah post-apocalypse um all of it mad um i mean first and foremost you you there was a plushie there was you've you've (laughs) you've got like 760 something thousand subscribers now um i don't remember where we were where where it was at last time we spoke but it was i think a hundred thousand two hundred thousand maybe oh really that low wow uh, maybe i might be wrong (laughs) but 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 yeah it was it was vastly different i mean at that point, I think you had maybe 40 episodes. 
fifty. Yeah, it could have been that low then. Jeez, it has been a long time, huh? <laughs> oh my yeah. god, when you put it that way, it's like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's um all very yeah, really different. I mean, even I, I think I was a uh, full time journalist at that point. I hadn't even worked in PR. I work in PR now. Um, so yeah, it's all it's it's time. Time is weird. Time is very strange. <laughs> it shapes and bends us all. Absolutely, it does. Um, yeah, so I guess you've your your channel has seen so much growth in those years. Um, you must have surely learned, you know, a lot as uh, about about YouTube and about running a show and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's um, you know, it basically has come down to a formula for, for a period of time. As often as I get told you can't predict this and that, um, mm. I'd have an episode ready to go, and I could pretty much predict what the view, views would be by the end of the week, almost, mm. uh, to, you know, based off of how popular the game was and where my channel kind of sits in the YouTube algorithm and all that stuff. So that was good. Um, but I mean, like, I'm sure you've seen some of my tweets recently. It's different now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm talking to the people at YouTube about it, but, um, something shifted in August. I don't know what, and I guess it's affected a pocket of YouTubers, mostly controversial ones though, surprisingly. So I don't know how I felt fit into it, but <laughs> Hmm. definitely has something's gone wrong so i'm trying to talk to people at youtube and see what's going on yeah i mean i guess i mean that's youtube for you and and you'll know better than i but over the last few months i've definitely seen um an increase in youtubers just saying how the algorithm has just blasted them and how they're not coming up in in in, in recommendations anymore they're not coming up in subscription boxes anymore and and all that stuff um yeah same old youtube i suppose (laughs) yeah (laughs) same old janky youtube (laughs) um yeah i i guess this can't be the first problem you've had with that sort of thing with youtube absolutely yeah i mean like you know obviously there's been some times where um a video performed a little less than expected i think like one of the most uh prominent times that's ever happened i suppose was i think resident evil 7 like it was a fresh new game and i put it out and it underperformed and i was very confused by that but like that was like an outlier situation, you know, and so like going forward, it became easier and easier to tell what games were going to do well, you know, based mm-hmm. off of how much they're being talked about online and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, now this is a situation that's completely different. You know, for example, I just uh, I've been kind of holding off on this episode for the longest time. And I thought, oh, maybe this could kind of kick the algorithm back into gear or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Minecraft episode, which is one of the most relevant games on the YouTube platform. Uh, there's a massive audience that that can be reached out to. Obviously, it's not supposed to go to everyone, but it's scaled to what my usual audiences are supposed to be on my channel. And um, it's uh, it's doing well compared to this terrible thing that's been going on since August. But compared to pre-August, it's like it's like the average views for an episode on the show. So, right. yeah. So it's just been a weird time. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's Minecraft. So you would expect it to come up all the time in people's recommendations and, and all that crowd and stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's odd. Um, and it's a shame to hear that, you know, after, after all these years since we last spoke, obviously you've learned so much, you can basically predict how well something's going to do. And then you spend all that time, building your craft and then youtube will just in better for for lack of better term flick a switch and all of that is kind of meaningless again like it's it's it must be infuriating yeah it's very well you know again doing the best you can it's a very confusing process 
try your best to kind of remain positive and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the best thing you can do is just keep pushing forward and, you know, also do your due diligence to make sense of it. Of course, there's no sense in mm-hmm. not trying to find out what, what happened. Um, but also mainly you just got to keep doing what you're doing and hopefully the thing just kind of rectifies itself over a month or two months or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it will, hopefully it will, or, or, or you sort of work out what it is and what it, what that new algorithm wants from you. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's from, from my perspective, at least as, as a viewer of yourself and, and other YouTubers, it is infuriating to see that, uh, an almost disregard by Google as to that this is people's careers, that this is people's jobs, their livelihoods. Um, that seems to happen a lot um, from Google and, and other platforms as well. It just does seem to be that they don't recognize that we, we talk about people's jobs here. Um, yeah. it's yeah. To, I, I mean, I have 100% agree with that. It's It seems like on Google's end, um, YouTube is their toy and the user base that is in it doesn't really matter to them. There's like the top of the top, like your Markiplier's and, um, you know, not PewDiePie. He kind of got shunned as well, but he's like at, still at the top, I guess. I'm trying to think of like another prevalent um, YouTuber. Uh, but you get the idea. It's like there's some that like yeah. have ascended to a degree where they kind of treat them like their TV personalities and they'll bring them out yeah. to events and stuff like that and they'll take good care of them. Um to the rest of the community, it, it does seem as though like um, we're just kind of like an experiment to them and uh, they don't have any interest in trying to kind of hear back from the community and adjust things so that things work for the community. It does seem as though they kind of beat to the, the sound of their own drum and, uh, you know, however we're affected doesn't really matter to them unless we're like Will Smith or jack black or something like that you know um so it it is it's a little bit frustrating on that end you it's kind of like from our perspective as a person that's making content it's like okay so that's the relationship that we have then and uh the best that we have is just our own communities like our smaller pockets of communities and um what, what, what can we do with those resources because clearly google's not one of them um and I mean, that's why it's so frustrating to have to do it. It's embarrassing to have to do it. But so often you see YouTubers having to like basically rally the community against YouTube to exact any sort of change. It's like they have to force themselves into a controversy before they can actually do anything, which is such a shame. There yeah. should be a feedback, a way to give proper feedback and have these things addressed behind the scenes. You know, it's kind of it's sad to see like a platform that we rely on and hope want to enjoy uh, without any problems constantly have to be thrown to the public in order to, to do anything about some of the problems that they seem to have for every once in a while. So, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it seems it's, 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 it seems to me that this, it's such a big company and I mean, it's YouTube. <laughs> it's not small that, in the very least for for their sort of um uh the verified accounts on 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 youtube there should be a system in place for you to be able to get in touch like that seems like that that should just be a thing that there should be a better method for you to be able to get in touch with them yeah and they do have like they do allocate some resources to allow employees at google to speak with youtubers um it's called the youtube creator support but uh, i've been going back and forth with these people for about a week now and uh you know maintaining a level of respect for the people that work over there but 
as a result of talking to them so much, I realize it's they don't really have a lot of power in yeah. speaking to them. They're more like um, they they're more trained to kind of look at your data and see what you can do to improve yeah. what you do on your end. But when something is just inexplicably going wrong, like in my case, um, it's almost like they're robots and their <laughs> their heads explode because, like, uh, you know. I, I submit data that I'm like, you know, please, uh, by all means, make sense of this for me. But this uh, look at this and tell me what's the result of that. And uh, it seems that they're just trained to reroute the conversation when there's something that's inexplainable. Um, you know, they'll say something like, uh, oh, you well, you should probably upload more videos. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks youtube right <laughs> i'm like well that's great but like what how do you explain this discrepancy here you know um even in months where i've underperformed this stat was never quite like this and yeah. they are again they are trained to reroute that every single time and so i basically i've just been sticking to the conversation i'm just saying like you know i, I respect the fact that you're offering this advice but it's not relevant to what i'm, I'm asking can we move the conversation back to this subject here. Cause this is the weird thing. Um, yeah. and as a result, I'm starting to see that like, they don't really have any power to enact any sort of change when there is something weird going on. And I'm trying to see now if they can eventually ele elevate it to someone that can. Um, yeah. but like all in the point to say, um, we do have resources to talk to people at Google and YouTube, but it seems that the people that we have access to don't really have any, authority or ability to change something like this you know yeah they're just they're customer support basically like they they probably are as in the know as you are as to what the what the frequent changes have done this time they they they, they surely can't be fully in the loop that's um, what i'm yeah that's the their, sense that i'm getting from talking to them for sure yeah yeah Ugh. <laughs> um <laughs> if you want to get off this subject i'm more than happy to i, I i'm yeah, sorry yeah. that kind uh, of <laughs> well it's i mean it's 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 uh, it's a bit of a downer, but it's 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 important, you know. Like that's that's as I say, like it is YouTubers' livelihoods, um, and many people's livelihoods, mm -hmm. and it uh, it's a good insight for 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 those that maybe aren't in the know about how YouTube works and how it works for for, for larger channels and stuff. Um, yeah, um, but hopefully it does get sorted out in one way or another, and hopefully you do work around it or or they figure out what the problem is and fix it. Um, yeah i mean especially for, for for a show like yours where it's like a format like it must seem a little weirder when that happens because it's not like oh i've titled the video wrong or the thumbnail is wrong or the content is wrong because it's it's a format show right so it's a bit of a weird one and um you know just for the sake because one of the things too is like you mentioned this th these sort of things publicly and a lot of general public's immediate responses oh well what were you doing wrong and yeah. um uh, to that, I, to anybody that would feel that way, I, you know, just two things to note. One is that the videos that I've been putting out recently have performed very, very well. The stats that all determine whether or not it gets recommended by the algorithm are all overperforming. So um, there's nothing I can do on that front. Like if it's uh, being shown to people, there's a stat that tells you that it's being shown to people and that they're clicking it when it's being shown. That stat's high. Um, when they're watching the video, it shows that they're still watching it. Um, all those things, uh, can be tracked. And on my end of things, it says it's doing great. And, uh, 
the other thing is that this was very sudden. Uh, so mm. when you have a show that's kind of, you know, becoming less popular, organically speaking, you see ratings dip slower and slower and slower, unless there was a con- controversy or a really uh, mm. un- unfavorable moment in the show that people really disliked. Um, nothing like that happened with my show. Uh, people keep saying that's better than ever. And uh, it just goes from one month in September to just flatline in uh, in August. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, actually, other way, July into August. Sorry. Um, and so since oh, yeah. then, yeah, it's just been like record low views. So it's like it's it, it's an inorganic drop is basically what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. look like there was a slow disinterest over time. It just looks like it just suddenly stopped being served out to people. Yeah, yeah, and I think I th- I think a lot of I mean, YouTubers, again, this is their job. Like, they know what they're talking about. And so we've had enough people on, we've had enough YouTubers over the years say, oh, this has happened and it's not my fault. Like, there's there's this issue. It's the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, more than happy to concede <laughs> on my end where it's like someone shows me the stats where it's like, oh, you did this. And it's like, oh, oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Egg on my face. Sorry about that. But, like, you know, I'm talking with people behind the scenes right now and they're not really pulling up anything. Um, yeah. 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 So it's just been a weird time. Weird time. Uh, weird time in general. Weird year. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, hopefully that gets sorted because obviously I am still in love with your content. Thanks, uh, man. Personally, like three, four years on, I'm still watching every video. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's one of those few channels, um, maybe I mentioned this before, but I, I have a partner who's not much of a gamer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he, you know, he'll casually play something every now and then. Um, but this is like one of the few channels where I can show him a video and he is interested in it, which I always find really interesting if I'm able to show him a game or gaming content that he's intrigued in because oh. there frankly isn't very much. Um, what there's was something the game? about this that I... Oh, I've shown him a bunch. I've shown him a bunch. So um, I've shown him the Bioshock ones because he loves Bioshock. I've shown him the uh, Detroit one not that long ago. Um, I think he watched the Fall Guys one not that long ago. A, a bunch of them, frankly. Like it, he, he doesn't have that much personal interest in the games themselves, but he does find... He gets the same thing out of a lot of your videos that I suppose myself and many others do, which he enjoys just seeing them be kind of pulled back a bit, like just having the curtain pulled back and see how these things... I mean, he's a... He's a software engineer in in his day job, so oh wow, kind of makes a little bit kind of makes a bit of sense. But yeah, he honored by he, that. He definitely enjoys all that. Um, yeah, and uh, I I wonder if I wonder how many people perhaps watch you that are casual gamers or 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 not that interested in games, but just find what you're doing itself really interesting. Because I imagine <laughs> you get a lot of people that that are just like me watching every single episode because mm-hmm. they like the topic. But again, obviously algorithms, you will get people that just want to see the games that they're interested in. Yeah. You know, I think that I don't think there's many people that are just watching it just to see something interesting um, that don't play Mm -hmm. games. Uh, Just a guess. I'm sure there's always outliers, but I think like, you know, majority of my audience has to come from people that are not developers. Otherwise, it would be a very, very niche audience, (laughs) like super niche to the point where I wouldn't be able to get it out to anybody. But um I think that there's two types of people, honestly. I think that there's developers, uh, students getting into development that uh, mm-hmm. see value in it, you know, appreciate that they're on that side of things. And I'm sure they love to see other games that they grew up with or appreciate um, taken apart 
on the same level that, you know, they get to see every day on the games that they make. Uh, you know, I see comments every once in a while from developers that, you know, said that they're fans of the show, which is always a massive honor because I'm not a developer. I don't know coding. And so when I try to speak on these subjects, I it's that's the scariest part of Boundary Break. It's to not sound like a, a complete fool. So I try my, my due diligence to make sure this wouldn't be insulting to someone that actually makes video games. And so for me to get a compliment from a developer, it means a lot. It means so much. Um, and then there's also just people that, like you just said, um, they play games and they, they just get a joy out of seeing, you know, a game that they probably played for years or maybe they were just investing over 100 hours this year. And uh, all of a sudden it's pulled back or put under or put inside things that they've never seen before, you know. So it's like it's such a trip. And I get that. I get that every time I I start working on an episode, you know, it's like uh, every time I get to get my hands on a camera, it's so exciting. It's like Christmas Day all over again because I finally get to see something that I played for so long in a way that I've never gotten to see it before. So and I just kind of I think part of the appeal of the show is that I get to instill that excitement onto the viewers themselves. So there's those. And then there's uh, the ones that don't watch the show. <laughs> Who are the pseudo intellectuals that, uh, you know, will just pretend that they know what they're talking about and they get insulted when they hear a term that they don't recognize or something, but they don't do any yeah. game development or anything like that. So <laughs> those are the only true I'm enemies sure. of the show, I think. I'm sure those exist. Yeah. Oh, they, there's yeah, tons. I, I, that's that's in every element of the of the video game community industry. Those is, is the, that that very small uh, section of people is that's that's everywhere. They're everywhere. Oh, thank I don't goodness. Know why. <laughs> Gives me comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's funny. Say, obviously, when I'm when I'm watching your videos, obviously, if it's a game that I've loved and and played and whatever, it's so much more interesting. But I watch I watch all of your stuff. Like, I just find it itself interesting. Like, there are there are many many videos that you've made of games that I haven't played, and I still find it immensely interesting. I wish just they were all like you, Ryan. <laughs> and if, if only if only you could find several hundred thousand more like me yeah but yeah it's 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 great for me like I, I i love it i just like seeing it torn apart i like seeing how uh the workarounds that developers are doing and um yeah just all the stuff you find is is, is very interesting even games i haven't played um yeah so that, that's why it's great for me because I don't, I don't i don't mind what games you end up <laughs> putting out like you'll do polls and stuff sometimes and i'm like i don't I don't mind. <laughs> I'll, watch, <laughs> I'll watch anything. It's all interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's more like me. that's, that's actually, that's the crutch of, um, I mean, for most gaming channels, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. For, but especially for informational, um, gaming YouTubers, we, uh, we rely heavily on the popularity of a game in order to, uh, bring in the audience. Yeah. So it's like, um, generally speaking, the general audience seems to, tune out if it's a game that they haven't played before, which is a bit of a right. shame um, because I, I, it's just like the, I'm sure that you feel where it's like, there's still a lot of value in watching an episode yeah. and seeing exactly, you know, what the heck a game you never played before might be able to hide or, or, sh yeah. or show. But um, yeah, it seems like, you know, unless, unless you're like a video game donkey or something like maybe the angry video game nerd or something like that. Um, people, in the general audience won't tune into every episode only really like the hardcore fans it seems like which i guess you are one so thanks ryan yeah you're welcome yeah um yeah i guess that makes uh, it, it it makes sense it's not how i feel i would watch them all i find something of, of worth and value from even the, the games i haven't played it's 
and it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess a lot of people are just like, oh, I've played this. I want to see how that one works behind the scenes. I, I, I understand. It's a shame, but I understand it. Yeah. Um, are there any videos where sometimes you just are like, you know what? I don't think, I don't think there's that many people that care about this, but I want to do it because it's cool. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. I think like, I think the Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story episode was one that I kind of knew was not going to do a particularly great. So I, I looked into that one and did that. It was, that was like, I was on a kick where I was like, oh, I want to play Mario and Luigi. Uh, Bowser's Inside Story because I never played it before. And then I found out that I could actually manipulate the camera for that game. And I was like, ooh, maybe I can turn this into an episode. That way, you know, I can spend more time playing the game. Um, <laughs> and so, like, that's that's a recent example. Let me try to go through the... Let me see if I can pull it up super fast and just kind of, like, look through the list and see a couple where I know for a fact it was like, this is a me episode, not them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the one for me that I remember watching like this year, which came up in my feed and I thought was really interesting, but we'd never have thought of it was Frogger. I was just like, what? That's such a <laughs> that seemed it. Maybe there was a huge amount. I don't know. But that seemed like such a random game to do. It was still really interesting. That was that, uh, that one was proposed to me. So there was like no work on my end to, okay. to do it. And I was able to. Oh, kind okay. of, yeah. And so I was able to work on a regular episode in the background while someone else was kind of doing most of the legwork for that episode. Um so that is like a random one. I never actually played that one growing up, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, let me see here. Well, you know, sometimes there's like not necessarily episodes, but there was that Donkey Kong anniversary interview. Mm-hmm. That was a, a great example of doing something that is outside of my wheelhouse and just did it because I wanted to do it. Same thing with the uh, Making Sense of the Dragon Quest series video. But let me see. I'm trying to give you at least one more episode that was like just for me it looks like it's been a little while since i've done that but i would say um okay i would say that probably the the honestly i'd say that the mega man one for sure the nes mega man one didn't think there would be a huge audience for that but i was like you know what i kind of want to get into this and just see what happens if i get into all these games and um it is an interesting episode. There are some stuff that was not documented. Um, yeah. Some stuff that really was educational. Um, but yeah, like I knew it wasn't going to get a lot of views and sure enough, it didn't get a lot of views. So that's one, that's one episode. It's, it's interesting to see that, you know, cause obviously 2d games happen. So uh, not as often. So that was interesting to see it on a 2d perspective as well. But uh, I guess, I mean, a, obviously it's, it's your job. And B, it's a lot of work if for something that you feel might not do well. It would be a lot of work just to do it anyway, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the big problem, right? It's like there's so many games I'd love to cover. I guess on the on this subject, some games I would love to just do, but I know won't uh, bring in an audience, unfortunately, is Time Splitters, like Time Splitters Future Perfect uh, specifically. That one, I love that series. And it's a shame that it hasn't come back in many, many years, but I had so many fond memories of that game and I spent so much hours in it that I would love to just kind of cover a whole episode on it, but the audience wouldn't watch it for sure. Um, Beautiful Joe 2, I never beat that game and I would have loved to just hop in the game, play it, and also boundary break it for an episode, but like I know the audience wouldn't watch that either. They didn't watch the the Beautiful Joe 1 episode. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
So like, and obviously there's one that I'm definitely holding out on and I know it won't get an audience, but like, it's just something that I kind of want to do at some point. Um, and that will be the next like me episode, I think, uh, which is star tropics, star tropics. It's like one of my favorite games. So it'd be fun to get the tools out of that game and, um, and just see what's in it. But again, it's gonna, that's gonna, uh, nobody's gonna watch it. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just gonna be one that, oh, thanks, Ryan. Um, it'll be me. Yeah, when I see that one view, I know who it will be. <laughs> yeah, <no>. cheers, Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. I also hear there that you've fallen into the trap that a lot of people fall into when uh, video games become their work, which is I noticed that you're using your videos as an excuse to play games that you want to play. Right. <laughs> More or less, yeah. And so it's like some of the ones that are like no-brainers haven't been episodes mm-hmm. yet because I, I just dread drudge the idea of having to spend so much time playing them. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is no no insult to the people that enjoy these games. Obviously, we all have different tastes in video games. Um, mm-hmm. It's not often that everyone's eclectic to everything that's popular. But, um, you know, games like Red Dead Redemption, not a, not a huge fan of it myself. And so I know that the audience would love to see it, um, but it's a massive game that would take a lot of time. And so I'd be spending hours and hours and hours and hours in a game world that I'm not really into. Um, And like, you know, as a result, it's just, it hasn't come out yet due to me kind of dragging my heels on it. Um, And so as, and like, alternatively, it's like so many games, it's like, Oh, how can I can I get a camera for this game? Because I'm really into it right now, very passionate about it, and it's just going to make the workflow that much easier. Like for example, the Animal Crossing episodes um, that mm-hmm. did phenomenally well. Um, of course, one of them was taken down by Nintendo. <laughs> that got resolved. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. But um, you know, that's an example of me like I'm knocking on a lot of doors just to see if there's anybody that can help me make a camera for that game, just so I can, you know, turn my my uh, recreational time into work instead for sure yeah i i find a lot of people in the games industry and and, and anyone that where games is related to their work um for me it, it, as well like when i would be reviewing games uh, what like one of the main examples i have is i haven't played breath of the wild yet which which Whoa. seems ridiculous but it's <laughs> but it's because when it came out i wasn't the one reviewing it and back then if i wasn't reviewing a game I didn't have the time for it because if I picked up a game for fun, I would feel like I shouldn't be playing this because I have all of this that I should be doing. Oh. And I, yeah, I was just, do you, do you ever feel that way? The woes of being an adult. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, again, that's why I've started uh, live streaming uh, more is because yeah. now it's like, okay, this is great. I have an opportunity here. Well, it's two things actually, uh, but you know, to keep on topic for the moment, um, there's so many games that I can't boundary break. People wouldn't care if I boundary broke them, uh, but I have an urge to play. And so now putting them on stream allows me to kind of manifest that into entertainment, you know? Um, and just, uh, you know, kind of, again, just do something for the public uh, while mm-hmm. at the same time enjoying myself. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to mention was like, oh my God, live streams has become a ton of fun for me because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like for a period of time, um, I, I just didn't really get it. I guess I was so focused on numbers and stuff. And when I didn't see the right numbers coming in, I was very uh, disappointed. And, um, mm-hmm. I kind of re reach, I changed my perspective on the whole thing. 
I realized it's like, let's not care if it is successful or not. Just do it because you want to have fun. And how are you going to have fun? And it's very, mm. very quickly, I slipped into this, um, this mindset of like, oh, what can I do to make this the most entertaining stream for people? Even if it's a boring game, what can I do to keep people entertained? And that has just been an immensely fun challenge, uh, stream to stream. So like I, streaming has become like one of my new favorite things to do, which wasn't a thing before at all. I had no interest in streams or even watching people stream, but like now it's like a great hobby. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's, it's something that gets suggested to me a lot as well, simply because people are saying, Ryan, do you want to, you want to play? Cause I complain that I, I really want to finish more games. I want to get more games done. And a lot of people say, well, if you stream them, it will feel productive <laughs> and then you will get through more. Um, which is not a bad, not, not a bad idea, really. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad you're enjoying streaming and stuff, and uh, that it means you're able to sort of play what you want to play. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, if if you just don't have time for games, uh, you know, uh, let's put it this way: if you're not fully into the idea of streaming, streaming becomes another thing that eats up your free time. You know, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, just tricking yourself into thinking it's productive. It's not, you know there's something you could maybe have uh, more fun or more enjoyment out of doing instead. So just go with whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, like for me, it was like streaming was kind of like a, a plan ahead of time. And it wasn't even so much motivated by the idea of just being able to have time to play the games that I want to play. Um, one of my things I love to do is uh, the Nintendo switch has changed my life. I basically like every night before bed, I come up with, I try to find a game that is relaxing and just play that in bed for two hours before I fall asleep. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, like, I get, like, two hours of playtime in for games that are not very intense. And um, it lulls me to sleep. So it's a you know, very good idea. Yeah. It's great. I've, I've gone through so <laughs> many games as a result. I played through Final Fantasy IX. Um, I played through uh, Phoenix Wright, you know? Games where there's just a lot of reading involved and... You know, I turned the light setting all the way down to the bare minimum, so it, the you know bright lights aren't keeping my uh, my brain active, and uh, yeah, just very quickly. For a person with sleeping problems, it makes it very easy to sleep all of a sudden. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I should do that more. My my sleepy game at the moment is um, part time UFO. Um, <laughs> time recording is like pretty new, I guess, on the Switch, and that's very. It's just happy and cheerful and and nice. And I'm playing that a little bit before bed every day, and that's that's quite that's quite lovely. What was the game? I'm sorry. Part time UFO. Part time. It's UFO. by How Lab. Uh, people make Kirby. Oh, does it kind of look like Kirby? Is that what it is? Part time. Kind of. It's like a two D, very colorful. Um, it was it was announced in the last uh, Nintendo Partner yeah. Showcase, um, and then like surprise dropped. It was previously on mobile in like 2018, um, but you're like a little cute UFO with a claw, and you pick things up. And you stack them, and it's just charming in the in the way that How Labs kind of games are. Um, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a lovely little. Maybe that should be one of your next sleepy time games. I think. <laughs> yeah, it could work out. Yeah, as long as it's got a very chill vibe. As long as there's not like any like get this done in this amount of time, or else you're gonna lose that kind of thing. Otherwise, that's gonna get me going. But yeah, Fire Emblem is another one where um oh my god, Fire Emblem is a great game for trying to take a nap because like. <laughs> it's so slow and methodical and like you can take as much time as you want and there's a lot of text boxes to read and you know before you know it you're already sleeping so (laughs) (laughs) 
I need to do that. I do you know I haven't played through the Phoenix Wright games properly, and that is on my backlog. Ooh, that would be and a so, great sleepy time game. Trust me. Yeah, because they're on the Switch, aren't they? So I should grab that collection, and that would be a really good thing to just play a couple of hours every night. That would be, hmm, that would be good. I like this idea. It should be a thing that everyone should do. Sleep time gaming. <laughs> yeah, get on it, folks. I'm starting a trend. Come on. Come on. Yeah, everyone sleepy on the sleepy gaming. train. <laughs> yeah. All aboard. Um, do you know, I, you know, the last time we spoke, I don't even know if the Switch was out. Are you Are you sure? That that doesn't I don't know. Maybe it was, but it would have been it would have been launch year if it was. Oh my god. It was a long time, time ago. Time really like, flies. It it really does not seem that long ago that I last spoke to you, but it, it's um, it was a long time ago. Very, again, lifting the veil a bit here. Back in those days, I would I would call people via Skype and get them to record their own audio and send it over. Yeah, I this is great. Anymore. I, I mean, I don't want to distract the podcast with what you got set up here, but I'm <laughs> going to be using this in the future, for sure. Yeah, this is <laughs> this comes up a lot, but hey, I'll, I'll give them the free. I'll give them the free ad, ad time. Why not? So the thing that I use to record podcasts is um, a thing called Zencaster. And I don't hear anyone else talking about it. I just happen to come across it. But it is very, very useful because I can sort of pre-schedule a recording room link to share it with, with guests. Um, there's like a hand-raising bit where the guests can raise their hand if they don't want to say, hey, I need to pause for a sec. Um, and, uh, and, you know... And after the fact, it will give me the two separate audio channels and stuff. So, yeah, if anyone listening happens to be looking for somewhere to record podcasts, like this one's actually pretty good. I've been using this for the last 20, 30 episodes, and um, this wow. is very good. It's How many episodes you got now? Oh, my goodness. You you will be 37 or 38. Um, so back in the day when you were on, this was just like a whenever thing. But it's like a, it's a weekly podcast now with a... I'm going to end up doing my spiel. This is a <laughs> welcome to the Toad on Games podcast, the weekly video games podcast with a different video games industry guest every Monday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what it is now. Times have changed, man. Times have changed. For the better? For the better. This podcast is much better, I think. Yeah. I hope. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but d- yeah, but go check out Zencaster. Um, sorry to derail from Do that. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Um, do you think that, do you, uh, I mean, I guess your, your YouTube was still fairly large last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Do you find that more people are coming to you for, um, camera mods and stuff now? Are you still having to go and seek them out or are people really just going, Hey, she says there's this. It's super duper niche. And, uh, you know, obviously at this point I would have loved to be able to say like, Oh, every other day someone comes at me with a camera, but, um, yeah, I mean like boundary break again, I'm not trying to sound conceited in any way, but sometimes a phenomenon does happen and you're just stuck in the middle of it. And the show definitely has changed the culture around free cameras. And like it, it's definitely inspired a lot more people to get into trying to make them. Uh, and as a result, obviously people have approached me about it and say like, Hey, would you want to work on this and stuff like that? But there's lots of people where it's like, I have to reach out to them and find out that they made a tool. And then Come to find out, they were like, oh, yeah, I got into this because of watching your show. Which at that point, I'm like, well, dude, why did you come to me? <laughs> we could have gotten this much sooner. No, but that's great to hear. Um, yeah, no, it, it's very true. Like over the course of, I think, like three, maybe four years, I can't 
I got to look back. It's a- April is always the anniversary date. So I think it's three years and some change now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get like, uh, now I get people coming to me about cameras probably like once every once or twice a month for sure. Okay. And yeah. And I do have like, I do have like a team. I, I call them a team, but I have, mm-hmm. um, contacts that love to contact me often and say, I could make a camera for you with this game if you'd like. And, uh, when that happens, that's phenomenal. I love it. Definitely has changed a lot from year one. Year one was like, mm-hmm. oh, are we going to run out of content soon? Um, and then all of a sudden, the culture completely changed. Um, yeah. The hacking scene uh, has now definitely shifted a lot more towards my content than anything else. Like You see a lot of people that normally would just kind of like talk about game files or... Um, Data miners, essentially, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you fi- you'll find that more often than not now, they just kind of shift over to boundary breaking instead. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, it's very cool to see. It's very interesting. Um, and y- honestly, like, again, from the content that's not my own, I'm so surprised by how much is hidden out there. You know, some people do compilations of, of what you can find out of bounds. And when I see those videos, it's like, holy crap. Like this is yeah. like years before boundary break was even a thing. And, um, there's so many games that just hid stuff well out of bounds. It's so strange, like intentionally, you know, like stuff yeah. like, Oh, you're not supposed to be here. It's like, what? <laughs> really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it must feel strange. It must feel very strange to you to know that you've kind of, even on a, on, even on a small scale, like changed the industry and, and communities and stuff in that, hacking scenes and and stuff are explicitly trying to make free camera mods and and i'm i'm sure that there are many developers who are aware of your of your show and will potentially hide things for that purpose for the purpose of yourself or, or other hackers and stuff finding it behind the scenes like i would not be surprised to know that there are many 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 easter eggs and stuff hidden behind the scenes in games literally because of your show my biggest fear is um, that I'm not a fan of a certain developer that hides a boundary break Easter egg and I end up not <laughs> being the first one to find it. Like it ends up on like odd headers channel. It's like, <laughs> here's the boundary break Easter egg. It's like, no, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't find that first. Oh, I'm so ashamed. Um, but like, uh, yeah, no, I mean like I know there's some developers that uh, are fans of the show and I wonder all the time, I'm like, I wonder if they, they plan to hide something in their game. Um, mm. Unfortunately, those ones that I'm thinking of, I can't have access to yet. Um, yeah. And I won't say which one specifically because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But um, it's definitely something that's been on the back of my mind. I mean, there has been one game where uh, an indie dev worked in a uh, an Easter egg of the show. So the very first developer on record to... Uh, reference boundary break in their video game was the developers of anodyne anodyne 2 mm. they were on here really yeah I did an episode with them yeah i think, wow. I think they maybe spoke about it um but yeah that was that was that was uh cool that they snuck they stuck a little easter egg on. i was honored yeah it was super awesome um that was also my game of the year last year anodyne 2 I oh really wow <laughs> yeah i adored it um although i didn't find that easter egg i just know about it because i saw it but yeah yeah but that, yeah that must have been an honor to know that to to, to 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 see them do that 
Massive honor. Yeah. It's, it was very surreal. I mean, like I knew it was coming and then still seeing it for the first time, I was like, whoa, (laughs) what a weird feeling has just come over me. You know, again, it was, it was a very, uh, it was a, it was a very interesting and very, uh, I I don't want to say humbling. That's not the right word. Yeah. Humbling. It's a very humbling humbling moment for sure. Yeah, it must be. It must be. I mean, and who knows? Maybe there are others out there that you literally haven't found. And and as I say, there probably are genuinely countless Easter eggs that are hidden behind the scenes that only happened because of your show, and you will never know that, which is very strange. I know. Cool. I know. I, I Again, I, I hope to find them first. <laughs> There's just so many games out there. There is. But that's good. That's good. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to whatever you have coming up next, video-wise. As I say, I watch all of them. So. God of War is the next one. Um, God of War. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to pretty much whatever you put out, really, because I just find it interesting to see what's <laughs> behind the scene. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't even mind if I play it or not. Um, I will let you disappear and and live your fantastic life, your good life. Um, do you want to let people know where they can find you if for some reason they don't already know? Sure. Um, you go into the YouTube search engine and you type in odd header. No, <laughs> um, you type in <laughs> boundary break and um, I should be the first result that pops up. Should have a little eight bit guy with sunglasses as the channel avatar. If that's the first thing you see, that's me. Um, and if you don't see that first, it's going to be boundary break in the upper left hand corner of the thumbnail. Um and uh, yeah, go through it. See if there's an episode that's right for you. There's like over 140 episodes now, I think. So oh my goodness, guarantee this guy be at least one of those games you've played because I definitely try to cover all corners of uh, the video game realm. So hopefully you check it out and uh, let me know what you think, especially if you came from the podcast. Say it in the comments. I'll definitely find it. So say if, if you did say you came from this podcast, I'd love to hear it. Oh, yeah, definitely do that. Um, and yeah, the, the, the links will be in the description and um yeah, I do encourage, I think most people that listen to this are people that are like quite into the industry and stuff. So I would say that just watch through some of the videos, like watch through uh, like a playlist of, of, of all the videos. Even if it's a game that you haven't played before, I guarantee there is stuff that is interesting in that video um, that is well worth worth watching, whether you're a developer or a casual gamer. It's, it's so interesting just to see how things are made and how things tick behind the scenes and the sort of things that you find. Um, I find it incredibly interesting. So I'm sure you will. Um, she says, thank you so much for coming on again. And <laughs> I'm sure in another three years time, we will have to have you when YouTube two is around. Right. We'll have to have, have you on again. You're going to be a big, big shot. And you're going to be like, uh, I just wanted to bring on YouTube has been, she says to, to talk about <laughs> the, the end of his career. Um, no, Ryan, thank you so much for having me on, man. Again, I wanted to do this cause I, I really appreciated the first time we did it. And, uh, you're a good guy on Twitter. And I was like, oh, we got to get back to this. I, I would love to to talk to him again. So thank you for having me on, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to use that now in like my Twitter bio or something. A good guy on Twitter. <laughs> that's, like, that's there we go. I have to have that. By I'll all means, that. it's all yours. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah. Again, three years time. I'll get you on again, I'm sure. And thank okay. you to everyone else for listening. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Toad on Games podcast. And remember, if you want to support the podcast, i.e. me buying 
Digimon toys and video games, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash toadsanime, where you will get early access to every single episode, which is four episodes a month. They are out publicly every Monday, but you get you get them like three days early, which is pretty, pretty good. Maybe there'll be some exclusives in some of them. Who knows? And of course, you also get a shout out on the podcast. So thank you to Andy Jones, Kamal Palahur, Far Few Giants, Robert Cathels, James Coop, Thomas, Francesco Limus, EMH Richard, Corey Class, Chris Wood, Gregory Phillips, Lee Chapman, Stephen, Andy Robertson, Gregory Kroll, Joe Sheedy and Ryan Winter. Thank you so, so much for supporting this. Um, please do tell me if I've said any of your names wrong or if you want to be called something else. Um, terrible names. And yeah, if, if you do want to support the podcast, please head over to that link. It is incredibly appreciated. You will also see some epic new branding on uh, wherever you're listening to this and on Patreon. Some awesome new art from Mallowed Art. Um, do check the description for the links to them. And I will catch you on the next episode where we'll be interviewing, talking to someone else from the video game industry. So thank you so much and I'll catch you then.